Greetings, students, and welcome to another fun-filled day here at Horror in the Halls. <laughs> What's up, kids, and welcome to Horror in the Halls. I'm Bob, a.k.a. Mr. Holland. And I'm Jenny, a.k.a. Mrs. Hill. And we're just two high school teachers talking about the spooky stuff we love. This month's lesson plan has us focusing on strong females, either behind the camera or in front of it. And to start us off in this week's lesson, we make every death count as we discuss 2017's Happy Death Day. Jeez. So yeah, I love this movie. It was good. It's one of my favorites. I think it's silly. Like as a new horror film, though, I just think it's good. It was good. I I was really I hated her at the beginning, but she she grew on me a little bit. <laughs> it took her yeah. a minute. She has a good like redemption arc, I think, through the whole story. Yeah, it just took her getting murdered a million times for her to figure out that she's an absolute jerk. Yeah, dude, so. like a gang of times. Like, like when are you gonna realize like, that you suck? There's like 20 deaths in this movie, and I'm pretty sure 10 of them are tree. And why is her name Tree? But that, that's just, never mind. <laughs> that's just what her nickname is. I don't know. All right. It's, so, is it a nickname? Yeah, her name's Teresa. Oh, okay. Her they name is not Tree. actually Tree. Yeah, they just call her. I was like, Tree. why is her name Tree? No. Yeah. Her name is Teresa. <laughs> I missed that. Okay. All right. Let's get into the deets and then we'll talk all about it. Uh, released October 13th, 2017. Runtime 96 minutes. It's directed by Christopher Landon, who is the son of Michael Landon from Little House on the Prairie, which is interesting. Mm-hmm. I guess because that Little House on the Prairie seems so long ago in my brain, that dude is like 200 years old. So I guess not. <laughs> He's not. <laughs> I know. Like he died in like he 91 like and he was only 50 when he died. So I'm like, holy crap, no. dude. My, my brain, Michael Landon was like in like the 40s or something. <laughs> I don't know what it was. Um, He was a pretty prolific screenwriter. He wrote uh, Disturbia and I want to say most of the Paranormal Activity series, which is pretty cool. Okay. He had his directorial debut was a movie called Burning Palms. It's like a um, a thriller kind of satirical thriller. He directed Paranormal Activity: The Marked Ones, which is a spinoff. He directed Scout's Guide to the Zombie Apocalypse, which is actually fairly good. Happy Death Day one and two, and then Freaky, which I also really enjoy. Um, it was. Re- I haven't seen it, most yeah, of those. Fr- yeah, no, like, well, um, I won't watch any Paranormal Activities because I just, I just don't like them. Um, Scout's Guide was pretty good. We watched it. I was before I knew it was by the same guy though it was just something that popped up and the cover looked interesting i'm like i'll watch that it's like scout's guide to the zombie apocalypse okay that seems weird it was pretty decent i mean we watched this i love these and then freaky was i was liked it i like vince vaughn i don't know why but i was in in for it fun thing about this movie it was originally written by scott lobdell who was a comic writer and based on everything i've read i'm really glad that it was redone by him so he actually rewrote and directed this film okay yeah and like i said he's written quite a few things i think he wrote paranormal activity two three and four he rewrote paranormal activity them or he wrote the marked ones and then next of kin it was a blumhouse production of course because he used his connections at blumhouse after doing paranormal activity to get this made which okay. i thought was pretty cool yeah. I mean, Blumhouse does everything, it seems like. So you might as well throw a little money at him. Right. Cinematography was done by Toby Oliver. And that dude, he's Australian. He's done a lot of Australian work, like Wolf Creek too. But then he also did Get Out, which is awesome. And then uh, 
he did Day Shift for Netflix, which I really like that movie. It's like this oh my gosh, vampire I movie. Day Shift. Yeah, it was so solid. Good. It's the same cinematographer. And now that I know, like doing this research, I can kind of see some of his eye in both films. So that's pretty cool. Um, the budget for this movie was only four point eight million dollars, but it made one hundred and twenty five point five million. Dang, that's what I'm saying. Like, come on, Doug. You made $120 million, essentially, of just straight profit. Yeah, that's a lot of money. Yeah, I know. $4.8 million is a lot of money. I mean, you know what I'm saying? (laughs) Yeah. Uh, yeah. But if I turned $4.80 into $125, I'd be like, yeah, because that's about the realm I live in as a teacher. Yep, same. There's no millions after my 4.8. I have (laughs) (laughs) $4.8. I used to have $125.5, and now it is gone. Right. I had bills and dinner and whatnot. Uh, 71% on Rotten Tomatoes, 67 audience score, which pretty makes sense. 3.1 on Letterboxd. Um, solid cast, you know, plot. We've kind of seen it before, but I think they did a good job of kind of keeping it fresh a little bit. Yeah. I mean, so, I will give them this. I did not see the killer coming because normally I can pick it out and I get it really aggravated when I find I figure it out quickly. Yeah. And I did not. Yeah. I think he did a good job in the rewrite of making you think like multiple people were going to be the killer. Yeah. And oh, that I was, yeah. And I was like, well, I'm not going to get there yet. But like at the end, I was like, there's no way that's who it is. There's yeah. no way. And I mean, you know, but I didn't see that killer coming for real. So oh, that was pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Um, So we got Jessica Roth as Teresa Tree Geldman. Uh, Israel Broussard as Carter. Uh, Ruby Modine as Lori Spangler. Of course, her name comes from Egon, mm-hmm. you know, as this movie has some obviously heavy influences from Groundhog Day, and he directed that. Uh, Charles Atkin is Gregory Butler. Laura Clifton is Stephanie Butler, which I kind of feel bad for her. Let's see who else is in here that's important. Rachel Matthews is Danielle. She sucks, but she's the director's oh niece. It was her first film. She did a pretty good job she, being her first movie. If she did a good job being the worst bitch ever. I know, right? <laughs> I was like, I can't stand her at all. Her or Tree. I was like, I hate you both. She was a very good job. I know. I was like, way to go. Being a horrible, horrible human being. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Congratulations. You were terrible. Um, But yeah, it was her first movie. Uh, Of course, there's some other people in here. Um, Did you say who played Gregory? Yeah, it's Charles Aitken. It's A-I-T-K-E-N. I'm guessing that's Okay, I didn't. Yeah. Yeah, I I glitched after you said Danielle, so. Yeah. Well, I I said them beforehand. (laughs) Danielle came after I know, bad glitched. I told you. <laughs> like, er. Oh, Lord. And then uh, you got Rob Mello as John Toombs. That pretty much wraps up like the main kind of cast. Other than uh, you got Ryan Fan, the roommate. Uh, he was really funny. You know, Mr. Fine the John. He made me laugh every yeah, time he says that. Fine the John. And he's like, God, would it be? Would it be a dick? It's like, that's funny. Um, <laughs> but no, like. I love this movie, man. Even with like the the obvious Groundhog Day influence or like the 1201 influence, which is really came out like the exact same time as Groundhog Day. They're both 93. But of course, it got way overshadowed by Bill Murray. You know what I mean? Because it's, it's Bill Murray. But yeah, yeah. Um, I think it's a cool, a cool case. I liked all the repeat and I really enjoy the character development in this. Like, I think that's kind of why I picked it for this month because she starts off as the bad guy and the good guy or becomes the good guy, you know? And the mm-hmm. original writer that was his intent he wanted her to be like the mean girl he's he says like he made it he commented one time he wanted to play with the tropes of the slasher genre as according to him every slasher film opens up with the mean girl getting
being killed and the girl, girl living to the end. Like in Halloween, you have kind of the slutty, annoying girl yeah. gets murdered and then the little girl, goody two-shoes, lives. And he wanted to, how can I make the mean girl and the good girl the same person? So that was kind of the idea behind Tree's character. Yeah, because she was the worst. I like in the, when I write down the characters, I like try to give them identifiers just in case yeah. I get, I forget. And her says the worst human. So... <laughs> It's like I cannot stand her. I'm like, God, I'm glad she just keeps dying. She deserves it. I think it's funny because she knows it too. Like when she's like, when they're yeah. trying to come up with suspects and she's like, oh, that Uber driver I spit on. He gives her a look. She's like, what? Nobody's perfect. <laughs> like you're horrid. You're not even remotely close to okay. <laughs> you just suck at everything. But like I said, she has a great, I think, redemption arc. And you get to yeah, see her become does. like a strong female, which is kind of cool, which is kind of why I yeah. applaud this movie. You know what I mean? Like, um, I think it was really interesting how she does stuff. I will yeah, say. She, she was the jerk, but I it took me a little bit to start liking her. I, li- I started liking her more when they got to the Pleasure Dome. <laughs> oh, yeah. And she's like, oh, my God. <laughs> I was like, I love that part so much. <laughs> but I also said it, it, she deserved to get murdered in the Pleasure Dome. So. Uh, yeah. No, I was <laughs> I was writing it down. Like, the movie it starts off, and, you know, her first mm. death scene, of course. So we'll start out here with my roll call of death. Okay. Her first death scene. You're going in, like, a rape tunnel. Like, why are you walking through that tunnel in the middle of the night? Yeah, I, I mentioned that. I was like, why would you walk through a public campus alone? First of all, I'm, and I'm, I'm not saying this to be this person, but, like, you're dressed for a party and you're alone. It's, it's dark out. It's creepy. And then she gets down to that tunnel and it's, like... A construction zone almost. Yeah. And there's a there's a music box and I'm like, what the hell is this music box for? And it's like her birth it's like a birthday song. And I was like, that's when I would have turned around and walked away. But no, she had to go and inspect. I was like, that was stupid. Yeah. Yeah. My note my notes specifically say, uh, why are we in the rape tunnel? Because that's where she goes. I'm like, why? And then she does it again. I'm like, what are you doing? Um, so in case you haven't seen this movie, go watch it. But it's about a girl who gets caught in a death loop, essentially over and over and over again on her birthday. And there was kind of a little thing, because in the trailer, they use 50 cents in the club, but they couldn't get the rights to it for the film. So they had to change her little ringtone. That's why they made up that, it's your birthday. Go yeah. ahead and pick up the phone, like over and over again. <laughs> and then she comments about, oh, was it you that changed my ringtone? Because, you know, her ringtone was supposed to be 50 cent. Oh, okay, gotcha. Which is silly. I wish it was that song. Like, you know, they've been funny. Oh, no, I thought the I thought the annoying ringtone was hilarious. Like, what oh, the hell? It, it was, was so it noxious. Was, it was. <laughs> like, I, I just want like to download it as a as like a wake up. Oh, shut up. Like, it's one of those like, God, I want to get up and fire. Cause, yeah, oh, it's God. Aggravating. Yeah. Nobody wants to get up to that. It's freaking annoying. I, I should just do it just to get on uh, to wake Johnny up. Because he's got like 20 <laughs> alarms. And I'm like, just get up to one. And he's like, he's got... He literally does have like six or seven, I feel like. And I'm like, that's a lot. Just yeah, get up. But hard, I'm a man. psychopath and I get up to one. So It's hard out here for us sleepy people. I'm sleepy. <laughs> Apparently not. You wake up to one ringtone. I'll be, I got to have at least two and I'm snoozing for like a champ. I think Aaron has like nine. And it's like crazy train um, or something. It's like, oh, turn the phone <laughs> off. <laughs> oh, that's too many. I know. Okay. I'm like, why are you so tired? I don't understand. <laughs> that's crazy. Oh no! Okay. All, like back to my earlier thing about the original writer. I'm actually really glad that it did not work because apparently it was written uh, originally in 2007. And it was going to star Megan Fox and be produced by <sighs> Michael Bay, and it would not oh. have been good at all. 
No, absolutely not. Because, <laughs> like, let's be honest, she sucks. Like, she's not good. She's pretty. Period. Like, that's, <laughs> I was like, what it. else? Yeah, no. Period. What you gonna say? Is, are you gonna finish that sentence? <laughs> no, no. She's it was on purpose. Pretty. Period. <laughs> she can't act at all, man. Like at all. Like everyone uh, like yeah. gives so much credit to Jennifer's body. Like you just walked around looking like Megan Fox. You didn't do anything. I've never watched that. Don't. It's a waste I, of time. I, <laughs> I don't have any desire to watch it. Honestly, recently, didn't have a desire to watch this movie because I was like, I hate, I hated Groundhog Day. I hated it. I'm like, God, just the thought of just watching this over and over again. <sighs> I what? was very, I did not like Groundhog Day. I hated that movie so much. <laughs> oh, I don't know if we'll be friends anymore. Oh, whatever. Shut up. <laughs> I'm so offended. Well, you can be offended, sir. I do not like it. it I okay. can't stand the whole repeat crap, but this one wasn't as bad and it got funnier. To, to me, this yeah. one was funnier. It probably helped they did. And they tried to recreate because Groundhog Day does that as well, where a couple of days go to really fast. Mm-hmm. But I liked how they did those with these, like those goofy deaths and like like her walking out naked and stuff. And oh like my God, things. that was so good. I was like, is she freaking stark naked? She yeah. sure is. <laughs> you want to know an actual true fact is she's legitimately completely naked and that is an actual college campus like they had to have the staff going out there pushing onlookers with cameras away because people were trying to record her but she said like i had the option to cover myself but all the all the female crew were really supportive and like really like like good job for doing this and being brave enough to do it so she was like fine i did it and just walks out totally naked and the look on her face was so good she was like i don't give a fit because no one's gonna remember this tomorrow because i'm gonna die (laughs) I I like the whole two fingers at everybody and she's just really like like, that's awesome um but yeah no like that that was really cool scene too how they did all those over and over and over again and yeah i kind of gave props to those people doing the exact same thing over and over and over again Mm -hmm. right apparently at one point the sprinklers malfunctioned it wouldn't go off so it took them like an hour to turn them off. They lost an hour of filming because the sprinklers just wouldn't go off. So the ground was like completely soaked. Oh my gosh. Those poor couples sitting there trying to make out or just getting their butts wet, taking those <laughs> scenes. But that was pretty cool. The way they did that, that was interesting. But yeah, she said it was a liberating liberating to do that scene, which is pretty cool. Yeah, I can see that. That was so funny though. I, I mentioned that. I'm like, she, le- she legit does the walk of shame. Yeah, <laughs> so many times. She does, so but times. that one was epic. Yeah. <laughs> she was naked. There was no shame for her that time. She's just like, hey, no. that's right. That's right. She was like, yeah. Just walking. Just walking. Oh. But no, like, I, there's not a single thing about this movie that I don't like, really. Um, I don't know. I just didn't like her at the beginning. But I, I liked, like you said... I, well, I know that, but yeah. like, I just, that was my first complaint. I was like, son of a bitch, she's so hateful. And then I felt sorry for Lori, which I shouldn't have. Um, but, um, there were so many funny parts with her. I like, I like the camera shot too of like when she gets hit or, or like across her head with a bat and it shows her falling back onto the pillow yeah. and then waking back up. Yeah. I was like, that's pretty cool. I like that was the one like you were talking, like they kept going back and forth between or they kept going like speeding through. Yeah. And that was like where it kind of started, like or was in the middle of that where 
it kept showing her getting killed mm-hmm. in stupid ways. Those were awesome transitions, though. I do really, really like those. Yeah. Um, it had some great camera work in it, man. Like, some really good stuff mm-hmm. that was interesting. There's some good story elements. I don't think Lori fit at all. Like, she should not have even been there. Like, when I first saw her, I'm like, why are you in this sorority? Well, they even mentioned that. Um Danielle mentions that at one point. She's like, she's, because she doesn't go to any of the parties. And then Tree was trying to actually defend her at one point. And she was like, well, I know she took on a double shift at the hospital, which now makes more sense of why she was doing that. Um, So, like, I think they didn't want her to, but she she had goals, but it wasn't the goals you thought she had. Like, I thought it were just, like, career goals. No. No. That's not what her goals were. She had schemes and plots and whatnot. Yeah, she did. Like, oh, it makes more sense now. I know. At the end, you're like, what a bee. Right? Trey was kind of nice to you. You suck. That just goes to show, though. Yeah, I know. Probably every day before that day, Tree probably sucked to her. Just like Daniel. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Like, why are you in my room? Daniel was the worst. Daniel deserved to get the chocolate milk on top of her head in that last part. I hundred percent. I like that. <laughs> I like that one of the deaths is her because Tree is beating the shit out of her in the streets, and they both get hit by a bus. I'm like, oh, I know. <laughs> <laughs> that was so good. Uh, it was so great. She, she was like, it was you. I was like, no, it wasn't. No, but she so thought good. it was, wasn't she? was like, I'm gonna what? Like, yeah. Like, I like in the first, let's see, the first seven deaths of this movie are almost all tree. So Tree gets stabbed in the head with a knife, and then Nick gets stabbed at least eight times with a knife. It might be seven to nine somewhere, so we're just averaging eight. Uh, then Tree gets stabbed with a broken bong. Then she gets stabbed again with a knife through the door. She gets stabbed in the gut when she's peeping out her little uh, stalker boyfriend who's really gay, which I think is really funny. That is so super funny. And she was like, oh, yeah. Like, she was like, yeah. he's like, dawned <gasps> on her. That's what. <laughs> yeah. And she was like, he, and she was like, happy for him, kind of. All jazz. <laughs> What's happening? Uh, apparently, that punchline she says to him with who takes their first date to Subway's, not like you have a foot long, was totally improvised by Jessica Roth. She just made it up on the fly. <laughs> it's funny. Which I'm like, that was pretty good. That was a sick burn. Sick burn. Because probably something she had to deal with once. Mm-hmm. Guarantee it. <laughs> so it's like all these times is when she's investigating her own murder, right? So she gets stabbed in the gut with a knife. That's after she witnesses him. She turns around and gets drowned in a fountain when she's creeping on the doctor's wife, which I thought was interesting. Like, I had, I made a note. I just want to make sure I talked about it. When they, she goes in the office with that doctor, so for those of you who have seen it, this is they're having like this affair. When she kicks that chair under the door, that was some pro-level stuff. How she kicked it and it rolled and went straight to the door. I was like, uh, no way they did that in one shot. It went right underneath the the door handle. So it would like, I was like, okay, I see you. I see you over there, tree. Uh, and she's like camouflaged up, like with pink hair, looking through the tree with some goggles. (laughs) Pink hair. I know. I was like, (laughs) because that scene was there for no reason. I was just like, why'd she die? Oh, okay okay tree like i think she was just like i might as well do all the things i want to do and just just wing it because i know i'm gonna die at the end of this night anyways yeah, i'm gonna do whatever's fun yeah i'm gonna paint my face camo for no reason and get like some army gear and hide in bushes i like when she woke up after a lot of those deaths and she was like she looked at card and she goes god your idea sucks <laughs> yes he's like what <laughs> He was like, what are you talking about? She's like, whatever. And like every time, I like when he's like, have you been here before? She's like, oh, give me the Tylenol. It's over there under the clothes. He's just like, yeah, oh, oh, okay. Yeah, he just goes along with it. Yeah. I'm like, what's He's just happening? a good dude. Like, oh, okay, okay. <laughs> oh my God, I love it. 
It's the best. And then she I liked Carter a lot. He was a good dude. And yeah, then he, he was. she dies a sixth time with the bus, and that's when Danielle dies. Danielle's the first death other than Nick. And the, so like the first seven deaths, six of them are tree. Multiple it's times. Crazy. And then she gets hit again. Well, hold up. I think Becky gets hit first in the head with the baseball bat. And then Tree gets hit the baseball bat again. That's that scene you were talking about where she just falls yeah. and sets up. I liked how some of the deaths, like when the fountain one, she wakes up and spits out water. Like she's vomiting. And he's oh, like, oh, yeah. okay. Are there certain things that she does that are kind of like, okay, I, I see what's happening there. And this is the one where she actually gets all that trauma. And that was, I guess that was the one thing for me in the film that I was like, what? Because they don't comment on it again where he's like, it looks like you've experienced some severe trauma. Yeah. But then like, she's kind of fine. Dead. Yeah. Your x-rays look rough. And it's like, okay. <laughs> it was like when I had back surgery, the doctor was like, your back looks like you are a 58-year-old man who's done manual labor your whole life. And I was like 20. And I'm like, oh, oh okay. You know what I mean? Like, But then they just kind of gloss <laughs> yeah. over it. And then finally, I think this is the cool one because like, you did kind of think maybe it was doc- the doctor or maybe it was this person. And then the doctor gets stabbed. You're like, oh, so it wasn't the doctor. So that was kind of cool. Yeah. He's the next death. Then the police officer gets hit by that car going super fast, which I think is a really cool scene too because it's real sudden and you don't expect it. It's like one of the first main jump scares. I was like, oh, shit, that guy came out hit on nowhere. And then she gets incinerated in a car explosion, which from a science standpoint, that actually would not happen. A candle is not hot enough to ignite gas. It, it would just yeah, go the out. Little, the, the little birthday candle. Yeah, it would just go out. But it's cool. Once you know who the killer is at the end, that scene right there gives it away. Yeah, because they because of the birthday candle. Yeah, it right? was. The, it's the yeah. same cupcake. They're like, oh hey, I'm like you, dirty bee. Okay, okay, I see you. And this is the second time I watched it, I went, oh, yep, there it is. There's a couple of times you're like, okay. Okay, I see who it is. I see who it is. And then we got a security guard gets stabbed in the back with a knife. There's a lot of backstabs here. Hospital receptionist gets shot in the chest. Carter gets his neck snapped by tombs. Tree dies again when she jumps off that freaking balcony and hangs herself with her neck gets broken she goes and shoot she comes back and kills john tombs by shooting him three times and then i think tree dies again right after that but i can't remember how she does she eats the she eats the cupcake that's right that's right right and then Lori's the finally final death. Si- yeah she was sitting there with carter and she woke up back in his dorm room and realized it took her a minute to realize that it was the cupcake because she never woke up from her yeah that's right the next day she was poisoned or whatever so yeah, cause i think that's when she realized it's Lori, right and then of course yeah Lori's the final she was death. like i didn't wake up yeah. <laughs> or i died in my sleep that's what it was i died in my yeah. sleep i was like oh man i missed that all together all that realization which is funny because yeah. i totally forgot that but again i would try to watch this last night and then i fell asleep before i could finish it so that's probably why i just had question marks but yeah um <laughs> question marks yeah question mark, i couldn't remember mark. why and then of course Lori gets kicked out the window which in case you haven't grasped onto it now Lori is the killer she sucks. She really does suck. I've loved it when she was like, eat this bitch. And like yeah. shoved the cupcake in her mouth. And she was like screaming. I was like, hey. Well, she get it. She deserved uh, that. She sucked. I will say I did like the idea that um how when it with the way it was written. And I'm not sure which writer came up with this. But like the tombs. Well, probably the original one. Because apparently tombs was the name of his um gym teacher he was kind of that MacGuffin, right like you assume that's who it was and but then you know at, yeah. at the same time she had planned dependent on him which i thought was kind of smart too like she had a whole plan i mean you hated tree yeah, for a did. hot minute yes yeah, she did but i love all these movies where that's the plot device because it's like what makes you think this doctor is now going to get with you right you know what i mean like he didn't okay. want you before
before, why would he want you now? Yeah. He obviously just wants to sleep with the slutty student. He obviously has no intention of ever leaving his wife. He has no no intention of ever having a real relationship. He's just trying to bang a student. Right. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. And he he went for like what he considered the hottest one. She's the complete opposite of you, which says he's not going to pick you. Yeah, exactly. Sorry. You're more like his wife, who obviously he doesn't like anymore. Um, Which she, and the, it, that made me sad about the wife because she knew. Oh, yeah, she He did. was, he knew, she knew he was a slime ball. She mm-hmm. was like, and hurt by it, but she's not going to say nothing. Yeah, you can tell the first time she meets her, her face, that like realization dawns on her face. That was a good job for the yeah. actress. You're like, oh, dang, she knows. Yeah, she 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 too she totally knows. It's terrible. Then you kind of get an idea who the killer is. Like I feel like they didn't even had the killer not showed up and drowned her in that fountain. She might have still thought it was the wife. You know what I mean? Like she was just watching. Yeah. So it was like a lot of MacGuffins, which I thought was kind of cool. It was a lot of whodunit, which was an interesting add-on. I was I was really I did not think it was the serial killer guy at all. I was like, this this is too easy. That is too easy. There's yeah. no way that's who it is. Um, but I didn't know who it was. Still, I was like, that. I know that's too easy, but I don't know who it is. Because at first, I, I kept thinking maybe it's Carter. Oh, that'd have been wild. Yeah, and I was like, I hope it's not Carter. And the only reason why it's not because of the fact that he's a love interest, but it also is because he's he was the love interest. Because I feel like that's used too many times. Yeah, it's too so predictable. I like that. It, I, I like that it wasn't him. As is what I'm saying. Like, if yeah. it was him, I would have been like, oh, this is lame. But yeah. it wasn't, so it made it a lot better for me. I can see that. So. I agree. Because that would have been like, eh, you could have done something better. Yeah. Well, I think and they, they did. did. A, they so. did a great job. I mean, I think all that Carter stuff was added. Um, I think in the original script, it was supposed to be like a hard R film. It was going to be much grislier deaths. It would have been totally changed. But Christopher Landon was like, nah. Apparently, he was real big into horror comedy and wanted to make something kind of funny. She did a good job at, at being funny because at, at, after after the Pleasure Dome scene, she got exponentially funnier. Yes. Because yeah. of the shit she'd say and like the stuff that she would do. But that I laughed so hard at that Pleasure Dome scene because I was, was like, dancing? if I had... If I had walked, well, first she walks in and he's, there's a sex doll over in the corner. She's like, oh, okay. And then, yeah. <laughs> and then it's like the lights go down. It's like disco ball and like lights. And, all, and he's like dancing all stupid. And I, and I was like, oh no. I know. I was like, who thinks, okay, he thinks that's sexy. What did he say to her? Oh, he just said, welcome to the pleasure dome and was like dancing real stupid. Yeah. I was like, oh my God. This Super is lame. Super lame. <laughs> so must have what a dork. I know. I just wrote lame AF is what I put down. <laughs> yeah, it was lame. But I was like, how fitting is that that she died in the pleasure dome with yeah. a broken bong? Face, <laughs> I, bro. like, I know, right? It just showed how dedicated Lori was. She was trying to kill everybody. Yeah, she was like, I don't give a fuck. Kill all y'all. There were so many cool nods to other movies too in this one. Like one of my favorite scenes is when she like is like I'm done trying to find who it is, and she locks herself in her room. Yeah, and she's watching that horrible Teen Mom show, and uh, she has that cool shot where she's walking to the bathroom but you see her face in the mirror and she looks kind of like afraid like all that's on her face but you don't actually see her face it's just far off in the mirror mm-hmm. and then like they get she gets in that altercation with you know the baby face killer or whatever and it goes over the bed and then it sets straight up like michael myers i thought that was pretty cool yeah. too. it was a good little throwback before she gets pinned to the door with a butcher knife but i was like oh that's pretty dope because she the baby just thing Lori just sets straight up i was like that's pretty rad yeah Another, Another cool connection about this movie is that this mask, actually, the Bayfield University baby killer, was designed by Tony Gardner, who also helped design Ghostface's original mask. Okay. Uh, he pretty much worked on all of them, which I thought was pretty cool. Um, and It was funny. There was two masks made. One of them was like a cartoon pig, and one of them was the baby. And apparently the director 
tested it by wearing it into their office one day and it scared a coworker. So he confirmed it. Yeah. I think he said something like, like he was about to have a kid. He's about to have his first kid and was kind of scared of parenthood too. So he's like, I'm not sure why I chose the baby, but like, you know, our, one of the babies an option. I think it was more of his fear of being a father. He said, which I think it was kind of interesting. I mean, it's a legit fear, dude. Yeah. Yeah. Parenting is not for the faint of heart. No, no. <laughs> and then apparently oh, they no. got sued. Because it looks very similar to King Cake Baby, which is a New Orleans Pelicans mascot. And this was filmed in New Orleans. So I guess he sued him for that. Apparently, I couldn't find out what the settlement ended up happening. I just saw that they settled out of court. So I don't really know what came from it. But the dude originally wanted like $200 million, which I think is a little crazy. That's kind of crazy. Well, and you know, I kept thinking it looked familiar. But I, you mentioned this before we got started. And I... It's, it looked a lot like the baby from Roger Rabbit, who framed 100%. Roger Rabbit with the stogie. And I was yeah. like, that looks, that's who I thought of. Cause I was like, why does that look so familiar to me? So that's why I was thinking that. It also kind of reminded, it's not, it doesn't look the same at all, but it kind of reminded me of, is it called, Va- is it just called Valentine? The, where it's like a, and he, it was like a cherub face mask yeah, or something. Yeah, that yeah. kind of reminded me of that too, a little bit. Very so. similar to that one. I, I can see that. Um, it's been a million years since I've seen that movie, so. I just remember the cover. Yeah, but I think you're talking about now is that weird kind of baby cherub face. It is very similar. Yeah. I think it's a cool mask. I keep meaning to buy one just to like as a cheap Halloween costume or just to have, you know, with all the other little plastic masks I have. Well, yeah, because all you would need is like a pair a of sneakers, some jeans, and a hoodie. Like, yeah, you're, I mean, you're golden. <laughs> technically, the hoodie she's wearing is quilted, but I'll just wear a black hoodie and be gold. Um, like, I love this movie. I think it's hilarious. I think it was a really good film. It's fun. It doesn't take itself too seriously, which I think is important. Yeah. The kill scenes are all interesting. With Like, they don't need to be grisly and brutal. They're just interesting the way she dies. I love seeing the characters, like, the main character have a redemption arc to go from like a horrible human being having that realization you see why she's the way she is kind of and you get to see her become a better person which i think is really cool and you were um, talking about like all the nods and the one nod one of them what kind of reminded me of a an uh, a freddie movie like a nightmare on elm street it was a i think the fourth one where like all the like the dream warriors start dying and then okay. she kind of takes on their thing and she like starts getting dressed up and it's like a leather jacket and like a pair of like boots and like oh yeah studded stuff and that's kind of how she was dressed in that one she's and when like, she's like a becomes badass. a true bad yeah, yeah she's like i'm ready to like fuck you know that's what it reminded me of it's like, like universal okay. movie badass i got my leather coat on yeah exactly boots. i'm going to fight somebody and they were get studded it. boots too buddy yeah. they were full jewels i was like of course you would wear those that's all she's got bro that's all she's I got know. You gotta remember, she's getting dressed in a sorority house. She's like, look, man. I know, right? I'm looking as tough as I can coming from this place. Surprised it wasn't a sequin leather coat, man. I mean, I just like, like, me too. She changed the whole world in the story. Like, there was just some really interesting things about it that I really, really enjoyed. Um, Yeah. Luckily, too, apparently there was another original ending that I'm really glad they changed because it was received real negatively that, like, trees uh tree dies in the original ending the doctor comes in tells her not to take any pain pain medicine because all of her injuries and then just to wait because she's got so many so many you know injuries well a nurse comes in to give her some you know medicine and tree tells her the the doctor's orders and then the nurse reveals herself to be the doctor's wife and it says that the pain medicine's for her own pain and then she gives it to tree and kills her so she ends up dying yeah, in the end i'm like oh, that sucks yeah, I wouldn't have liked that. It'd have been lame. Yeah, so I'm like, I'm glad that. Also, in the original draft, the killers were Lori and Doctor Butler. 
It was a team. Okay. Yeah. I'm also kind of glad it wasn't that either because I feel like that that would have like been more. They would they would have been like it's a rip off a scream. They would have said something like yeah. something stupid like that. Or I mean, something. It's already got a bunch of crap for being too much like Groundhog Day, but I think it was. I mean, it's not like Groundhog Day was original. You know what I mean? Like it was just good because it was a Bill Murray movie. I thought it was great. Like to, for a, from a horror <laughs> film standpoint, I thought it was awesome. <laughs> I mean, I, I told you, I didn't want to watch this movie because I didn't like Groundhog Day. So when you picked this one, I was like, I don't know if I'm going to like this one or not. And it was basically because of that. But I ended up liking this one a lot better. So Yeah, it's great. I am a fan. I am too. It was it was really good. The second one's like, good too. You should watch it. I, w- I was really excited. I would have been really bummed if it had ended that way too. Because I feel like that would have been too, like, I don't know. Not real. I don't know what the word is. I just, I think that's stupid when the, the wife gets mad at the at the the other person when you should really be mad at your husband yeah 100 percent. yeah like especially i know situation yeah i'm like at the especially when they're young like that too like i'm not saying i'm not letting her off the hook at all she knew exactly what she was doing but like at the same time it's like the one you made a commitment to is the one you should be really pissed off at well also he kind of preyed on her you know what i mean like yeah, you say yeah. what you want about her character she's still a college student and he's like an adult yeah. professor he kind of preyed on her yeah and he also was like well if you break this he pretty much said if you break this off you're not gonna coast my class anymore and she goes i already dropped it i was like yeah so good <laughs> <laughs> and he's just standing there all sad i'm like you you i still be he's not gonna be sad for long he's gonna find somebody else yeah, he'll find him so. a new little underclassman they'll be like oh hey girl obviously yeah, yeah that or they'll be in part two his wife should they should have been revealed that his wife killed him because that's who she should have killed hey Right, you're gonna die, bitch. Piece of shit. Right, but yeah, no, I love that. Let's see here. Anything else I want to add before I get into the stuff? Yeah, no. Like I said, I like it. I like the idea of the baby mask. It's creepy and weird. I think the mascot of the Bayfield University baby, which I think is silly, but I think it comes from the fact that it sounds good with Bayfield, and also, yeah, it's creepy. He was scared of babies at the time, so go for it. Well, the mask was creepy. It really was. I wouldn't want that thing staring at me anywhere with its one tooth. No, yeah. good. Yeah, I wouldn't want that coming at me from the the, the <laughs> right. rape tunnel. <laughs> the rape tunnel. <laughs> I w- you wouldn't have caught me dead. Like, I, there's no way. If I had come down there and it was like, it was all looked like that and that little music box and everybody like, nope, peace out, y'all. Yeah, I'm running the other direction. I'm going to go find that I'm, Yeah, I'm running. Boys. Take them little stripper shoes off and, and take off running. Because <laughs> I, nope, no thank you. She probably would have ran in them. You know, she's a pro. She's an old pro at this right. point. Mm-hmm. All right. You want to get into the rubric? Sure. All right. So literary element, the script, story development, dialogue, and character development. I mean, we kind of already touched on it a lot, really, because she had a lot of, she was a really well-written character and- I, like I said, I hated her at the beginning and I really liked her at the end. I thought she was hilarious. I liked Carter um, and all the other people. It was just funny just to see them react to her. Yeah. Because her they. Danielle. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So like, I like, I, I thought the writing was really well done. I thought the, um, her little quippy remarks that she had and sarcastic attitude was great. So. Yeah. She definitely reminded me of like a couple students we have. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, like my six period aid reminds me of her a lot. Yeah. It's people thinking of chance of purpose. Yeah. And I also have this student. She is in my second period. Yeah. So <laughs> I up, love her up. to death, but she drives me crazy. No. In a good way though. She's the best, but she's very much like Tree in the middle yeah, of her is. of her development. <laughs> <laughs> If she listened to this, she'd be like, oh my gosh, y'all are the worst. <laughs> I know. She'd come in all mad, but she doesn't listen. So whatever. 
<laughs> we'll still tell her like whatever. I'll tell her like I'll, I might tell her I was talking about you on my podcast, so she will listen and be like, oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're just laughing at her. She'll be uh-huh. like, you are mean. So what do you think? <sighs> twenty twenty five. I mean, I think I think it was good. Like you said, you you feel bad for Lori from the start, and then you realize quickly that you should not. Tree no. has you hate her, and then you grow. She grows on you, and then you like her. Carter's a really well-meaning guy. His roommate is funny. That whole get that fine vagina, and then his face is like, God, when I say that every time, it's awesome. <laughs> like, Ugh. he's like, you're such a dickhead. Yeah. Danielle so sucks so much, and then when she gets hit by a bus, you're like, yes, you deserve that. But it's her character, so it's it's perfect. I don't like. I think it was. I thought it was great. Um. So yeah, I I think it was written very well. I like the changes Landon made. He took that original idea, and I think he made it better. I honestly would give it a 25. And the okay. only reason why is because I don't think there was a lot of plot holes. There wasn't any plot holes. Like it's not everything was wrapped up. You knew why what you know why everything was happening. Um the mystery was there, the character development was there, and the the dialogue was really good. Yeah, and like they even go into her backstory. Like I forgot to even mention that. Yeah. Or like her mom and them sharing a birthday, so why she hates yeah. her birthday. Her mom had passed and she's avoiding her dad. So you not only they didn't dwell on it, they didn't dwell on it too long. And it was like, it was just enough to be, to, you know, like be, just be enough for the story. It it wasn't like overkill. Just bang, bang, bang. Here you go. You get a full redemption. Not only does she become a better person, she reconciles with her dad. She comes to terms with the loss of her mom. She finds a new love interest that is nowhere near what she would have looked at the first time. Right. No. and, And she also mentions that she, her mom would not be proud of the person she was. Yeah, or wouldn't like, recognize her. There's a lot of growth in just in yeah. an hour and a half movie, which mm-hmm. I'm a fan of. All right, cool. So the FX design element. So visual effects elements that connect to the narrative, set design, overall character design, gore, practical versus digital effects. I like the set design, but it's supposed to be a college campus. So it, it is on a college campus. It's in like Loyola. Mm-hmm. I cannot ever pronounce this college. It's Loyola. Loyola. Sorry. It's in Louisiana. So it's like a legit campus. They had a permit to film there and then most of the kids leave. But um, so that looks great. I think I like some of the stuff you do see with her being killed. It's not too graphic, but it look, doesn't look fake or real crappy. I wouldn't yeah. go full 25, I don't think, for this one. I mean, because they didn't really they didn't really design hardly a lot of sets. Most of this stuff is on a college campus. Like, that was a legit sorority house they filmed in. Those are legit, yeah, like, and the, buildings. And there was a dorm, too, probably. Yeah, yeah they had sure. permits to film there. Actually, they, they their permit ran out uh, for the final scene. They had to shoot someplace else where she was kicked out the window. That's not actually filmed in the dorm or in the sorority house because they didn't have the rights to film there anymore. I mean, it has a good aesthetic, though. So I, d- I wouldn't go low. I do think it mm-hmm. like it kind of and some of the visual elements look cool. I like the mask. It's creepy. It's weird. Um, what do you think? Like a twenty, maybe? Yeah, it sounds fun. I mean, he's a basic killer, but it's you don't need a lot, right? Like no. Everybody's always like, oh, I, the, the, it wasn't very intricate. Michael Myers is a dude with one mask on and a jumpsuit, right? You know what I mean? Like right. Jason Voorhees is the exact same jumpsuit with a different mask on. <laughs> Scream is wearing a exactly. robe with a ghost face. You know what I mean? So it's. I think that simplicity is what makes it a iconic and b creepy, right? If you're in there in mm-hmm. like a full costume with all this like trinkets and nonsense, like that's weird. You know, like, I'm not scared of that. Other than like clowns, like art is creepy, but you know, so 
Cool. All right. Next element here, the visual technical element. So the overall aesthetic of the film is pleasing to the eye, lighting, creative camera shots and movement and lens selection. I really like the camera work in this. I think it's cool. Like you mentioned that really cool scene where she's like hits in the head and she just falls straight to the, the bed. And all, some of that's from editing, but I think that goes in with the visual element. It looks, it looks clean and polished for yeah. like a horror movie, which I like. So yeah. What do you think? Um, I don't know. Cause I like, I like how they shot the movie. I don't really think that there is anything thing lacking no, but I also either. i don't have that i don't feel like i have that that eyes essentially like when because a lot of times you'll you'll bring up stuff that i won't even register with so <laughs> honestly would be fine with whatever like i just feel like it, they did a good job on it so i'd be fine with a 20 or a 25 so okay yeah, I mean, I'm I'm fine with the 20. I think like there's some of it okay. could have been cool. But I, I like it a lot. All right, this is your favorite element, the sound element. Um, there's aspects of it that were really well done, but I don't. I wouldn't say that it was like anything that stood out like crazy, other than the ringtone that she wakes up to every morning. Really, I thought um, it had some great stuff in it. Um, I just didn't pick up on a lot of it. You know, like it's not not. I feel like I picked up more on like. You know, just her waking up every morning and like hearing that same ringtone and hearing the same ringtone all day. Um, I don't remember the songs that were playing at the parties. Like I don't like it. None of that stood out to me. So this one wouldn't score as high, but I don't think it should score super low either. Like I would be a middle of the road on this one. I think some of the, the tension scenes had some really good use of music and i'm a little partial because i love bear bear mccreary and that's who did it he's like the composer for this and i love him mm-hmm. like he did knights of badass them and like it's one of my favorite <laughs> movies ever but like i think like when you get in like i think I'm, for me it scores a little bit higher just because of like how he approached it so like essentially he wanted energetic theme for like tree with all the pop music and then one for the killer that's like distorted vocals that he used his own daughter the percussion is mostly sampled from college marching band drum lines to make you feel like you're in a college setting there's just a lot of like thought that went into it i mean i would definitely wouldn't go like 25 maybe i'd go like a 15 i don't think it's bad i think it's really it's good it's just not spectacular yeah i don't think it's bad i just don't i don't feel like this it's it's not what stands out the most to me yeah i agree it's just the ringtone the only thing you remember from it you know, but yeah, because are... I was focused on a lot more other things than I was the music on this. Yeah, so or I think the sound in general. While I was paying attention to some of the scenes of things I enjoyed, like um, back to that scene in, in her dorm room, that tension of her walking to the bathroom to see, like you feel it building up. It was done really well if you pay attention mm-hmm. to it. I was watching that because I liked that scene, but um, it's there, and I like, like I said again, I just love Bear McCreary. I think he does a good job. It would be more of like I'd have to watch it multiple times to pick up on that yeah, kind of stuff of because I was. I was not particularly because you know when you watch certain movies the music and the sound are very apparent whereas this one's more subtle so I don't I didn't notice it as much you know what I'm saying yeah but it's not that it was bad at all that's why I, don't, I wouldn't score this super low I'd like but I wouldn't score it at super high either I'm like like I said I'm in the middle of the road kind of so it gets an 80 okay hmm, not bad decent Mm-mm. B I like that I'll take it 80 is a B right yeah Things to be. Yes. I don't give many of those out, so it's rare for me. I have to go up that high. <laughs> <laughs> my grade book's looking rough right yeah. now, so there's a lot of red uh, in my grade book, man. A lot so of red. Senior senioritis has definitely set in. Oh, so. dude, mine's from missing all that time. Like I'm pretty hard about sub work. If you don't do it, it's just a zero. That's right. it. I wasn't here. 
I gave you something not hard, and you chose not to do it. That, that's a zero. That's that's a zero exactly. All right, guys. I don't know why they do that. Because they're lazy. It's like they think sub day. They're just lazy. <laughs> they're like, ooh, sub. I don't do nothing. Uh, false. I did not create these, so you would do them. So that's what I'm you saying, get it I didn't done. make it for my own health, jerks. Get your work done. But yeah. <laughs> So there you have it, guys. Happy Death Day. I think it's great. It's a B. It's A in my heart. I love it. It's one of my favorite newer horror movies, I think. Um, I also like Freaky. I really like anything this guy does. I think he's got a good eye um, for horror comedy, especially. Does a really good job. Part two is also really good for that modern, you know, high school, college era. It does way better than something like how Urban Legend did with trying to portray college. It was like, meh. All these yeah. characters are believable as college students. None of them look like they're 40. <laughs> You know You're right. Like they look <laughs> they like, look like they're they look like they're supposed to be there. That's what I'm saying, like like we talked about in that episode, some of those people looked like they were old as f. Like, why are you in this movie playing a child? You're like 200. Right? Now, granted, she's not. I mean, she's 35, <laughs> like but she doesn't look 35 at all. So I, no, she's believable. She unlike the main characters in Urban Legend who look 42, but whatever. Like Tara Reid looks like she whew, has lived a rough rough life. They're probably closer to the same age. But anyway, um, great film. I definitely suggest you check it out. Um, watch them both. Let us know what you think. Hit us up. Respond. Tell us if you hate it, if you love it. Uh, of course, this is our first episode in April, right? We skipped spring break, so sorry if you missed yes. us. We're back now, but you know, teachers need breaks too. Yes, my goodness. Plus, I'm going out of the country, so I really can't record an update from another country on a boat. So, sorry guys. But we're back, so you're welcome. You are welcome. You are welcome. Do you want to tell them about the book we're reading this month? Since it's our first April episode, we got a new book. Yes, it is. Um, oh my gosh, you got me on. Let me get it real quick. So while she's getting that book, just to kind of key you guys in, we're really trying to focus on uh, creative females, either behind the camera, in front of the camera, female writer, like just really focusing on um, females. I know like last month was National Women's Month or something, but really we should celebrate women all the time. So we thought we would get right, right. into it. Okay. So the book for this month is What Moves the Dead, and it's by T. Kingfisher. Um, it is a retelling of the fall of the House of Usher. So I was really excited to read it. And it's it's fairly short. So if you're not much of a reader like um, and you like and you like Edgar Allan Poe, because this is inspired by him, um, this is probably a good read for you because it really did, wouldn't take long. And I think, didn't you say the audiobook's like five hours? Yeah, something? it's like barely just it's barely over five hours. I think five hours, 19 minutes, something like that. Yeah, it's not long. It's a very small book. It's easy. It's probably like, you know, if you are a, if you like to read, it probably wouldn't take you long to read. But if you don't like to read, it wouldn't take you more than a week, I would think. Stellar. So, yeah, I guys, jump on that. Let us know what you think. Um, Yeah. And as always, we do have merch. So if you want to support us and help us out, buy a T-shirt or a hoodie or a mug. Or, or a coffee mug. Yeah. And post yourself wearing it. Tag it. We'll share it on our page. We'll give you a shout out. We love it. We love our fans. Our one fan. We love them. They're awesome. <laughs> oh, and we have a Patreon. Heck yeah. If you ever if you wanna donate to some teachers who who need some, you know, help paying for things, uh, you know, podcast related. <laughs> So any yeah, helps or, appreciate it. Or you just like it and want to support us. We appreciate that too. Yeah. And even if, if, if you can't do those things, just sharing our podcast out and rating us and giving us reviews would be amazing. So yeah, just interact. Tell us what you think. I, I want to hear people's opinions. If you don't mm -hmm. like it. Oh, well, but I will appreciate your opinion. <laughs> oh, you <know>? well. <laughs> Yeah, I want to hear what you have to say. I'm not going to be like, whatever, but you know, it's cool. Um, Again, we do have one Patreon follower, so another shout out to my little brother again. <laughs> Thanks, Billy. 
<laughs> my brother is supportive he's a good guy um so yeah there you go guys happy death day great movie 80 percent on the old rubric hope you guys enjoyed the episode and jenny you want to tell them where they can find us yes you can follow us on facebook and instagram at horror in the halls you can also follow jenny underscore dreadfuls on instagram you can email us at horror in the halls at gmail.com we would love to hear from you heck yeah we would guys hit us up let us know so all right looks like that is going to be the bell so we're going to get out of here. We'll see you next week. Bye. Bye.